We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin. And this show is presented by our good friends up at Holiday Distillery and their product, Five Farms Irish Cream. If you want a little pick-me-up as the weather's getting cold, whether it's your hot chocolate or your coffee, throw a little Five Farms in there. You will not be disappointed. Tucker, how goes it this morning, my friend? Busy day. Uh, lots of content coming from KCSN. I'll just say that from the college side to uh, the Chiefs side as well. Got a lot of stuff coming for you, so make sure you like, subscribe. Stay tuned to KCSN on the YouTube side and KCSN U on YouTube as well. So make sure you're, you're tuned in there. We're at Big 12 Media Day yesterday. We're getting some Kansas State basketball stuff. Lots of good stuff coming from there. Very excited to get that content come up. Tang gang. I love it. I love it. <laughs> He's awesome. a weird, it's a weird dynamic that um, – KU fans are are focused in on football and K-State fans are focused in on football and basketball. Right. It It's going to be a good season, but right now let's talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got that game coming up against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. But the talk all week, if you haven't figured it out, by the title of this show with the Chiefs rumors heating up after the Travis Kelsey contract restructure. Tucker, I don't want to steal your thunder of uh, your blind nil. Again, anyone who's listened to the show before knows that uh, the way we set this up is each one of us brings a segment that the other two do not know about. And uh, we chat about it for a little bit. And Tucker, I think you made the title of this show. So we'll let you go first uh, with the first yeah. blind nil segment. Right. Chiefs rumors are heating up. Um, Travis Kelsey, he got his contract. <clears throat> I think restructured is probably the right word to use with that. Um, he got, he got money made into, he's getting paid now instead of, Paying later essentially is kind of what, what's happening. They freed up three million dollars of cap space, which means that something's coming. I, Travis Kelsey on his podcast said, "I think quote something's in the air." 
Um, he likes to stoke in the stoke in the flames a little bit, I think, uh, with with that just the excitement of Chiefs fans. I did see something that said that the Chiefs would not have been able to function with their payroll the rest of the year based on incentives for okay. some of the even the wide receiver group uh, without restructuring. So restructure had to happen anyway. But the fact that all of the talk and you know Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast with his brother Jason did a really good job of riling up Chiefs fans because uh, nobody gets more excited on social media than uh, trade deadlines that rarely ever end up leading to anything. Um, <laughs> but OBJ, this is not a trade deadline thing. He is an injured oh. player. He is not even healthy to play right now. Uh, I think the reports were he wouldn't be ready to go until um, closer to Thanksgiving. But that's the big one. That's the big fish that everyone's looking at is OBJ, and I think that's the kind of the the contest is for OBJ right now. It's who it is. <laughs> uh, it's who's who. It's like the Bachelor, and you know, it, it, OBJ is the Bachelor, and he's trying to find thirty-two potential suitors for him. Um, and it, that, and then like Brian Burns is another one that gets thrown out there in terms of trade rumors of because they're having a fire sale in Carolina. My Panthers are going through it. Uh, it it's it's too bad to see uh, with everything that's going on in Carolina. So my my blind nail that I bring to the council today um, is I want to know dream scenario. You can add one player from across the league. Don't we don't have to worry about cap space in this scenario. We're 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 thinking big here. Who would you want to add? One position, one person. That's it. And do you think they add help them get to the Super Bowl? Aaron Donald. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just take the best player, yeah. and best defensive player in NFL history, and just um, go ahead and put him on the Chiefs next to Chris Jones right now. That's an easy one for me. Yeah, I, I was thinking interior line, line play on that one. Um, I like Devontae Adams. You know, I, I think that's a good I think that that that's a good pickup. You know, I don't feel like at this point, like um, MVS or Juju are getting into the system. I feel like it's kind of the uh, the Mahomes and Kelsey show. And then everyone else is sort of um, uh, decoying off that. But if, if you got someone who could differentiate you, who, who clearly was was the guy in Green Bay and, you know, can, could be the guy in Vegas if, you know, if you didn't get pressed out of coverage, all this stuff and had a better quarterback, better team, better system. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'd even go so far as to take a um, uh, who's who would you guys say is the uh, top running back? I take Debo Samuel. Uh, I, I would mm -hmm. take s someone like that. Someone who could who would plug nicely into the system, um, you know, would be the uh, like the, the guy who can get yards after contacting the catch. And a guy who can line up in the backfield and is dynamic, exactly who the Chiefs need at this point. And, and there is a, a run game they can rely on. You can do a little Christian McCaffrey there too. Go the pan back to the Panthers who are looking to sell everybody. That's pliable. And, and that's even, that's even a, a viable option. If you want to look at like a reality, uh, like what could possibly happen, you could get Christian McCaffrey, but I think they are invested too. They're married to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So you won't really disrupt that rhythm. You know, I get why they want to do that, but that would be an interesting trade. It's going to be some high draft picks for Christian McCaffrey, like a first and a second at least, I think. Yeah, I don't see the Chiefs doing that when it seems like, and you look at the numbers, I know we've talked about it on the network quite a bit, that the issue offensively is beating man coverage. Besides offensive line and just do, doing a better job of protecting Patrick Mahomes. And at time, they have had uh, spurts where they've done really well. We talked about that, the tail of two halves against the Raiders. They did a much better job in the second half, gave Mahomes time. They started delivering the ball down the field. Uh, but 
that's one thing with Odell Beckham. You know, everybody can have their opinions on him uh, and, and what he is now compared to what he was, you know, eight years ago. We have this conversation all of the time with players around the trade deadline of, you know, you're not getting the Josh Gordon from 2012 that, you know, everybody had talked about when he had originally signed with the Chiefs. But they've got to figure out a way to beat man coverage. I thought the biggest indication of that uh, going into the game against the Buffalo Bills, the Bills are the best defense in the NFL. Number one defense, number one scoring defense, and they played 85% zone throughout the year. They're the best at it, and they are dominant at it, and yet they go up against the Chiefs, and they play 50-50. They completely change and go out of what they had been doing all year and being the best defense in the NFL to play more man coverage because they saw what apparently everybody else in the league has seen and that nobody's afraid to play man coverage against the Chiefs right now. And not that it's holding the offense best, still the number one scoring offense in the NFL, which is crazy to think about when we're talking about man coverage and guys separating and they're not efficiently playing like we'd expect them to. They're still <laughs> the number yeah. one offense in the NFL. We just know they could be so much better. So a player like Odell Beckham, even at this point in his career, can beat man coverage and has that threat that you can't just line up in man and say, you know, go beat us um, and make things a little bit easier on Patrick Mahomes. That was kind of the... Uh, the deal for KCSN update yesterday with Brett Coleman is how can the Chiefs make moves or do things to make things easier on Mahomes so he's not having to go God mode every time he throws a pass yeah. um, where the margin of error for that pass is literally inches every single time because there's just not a ton of separation. They could run the ball. <laughs> or they could. could do that. But people have been saying that about Andy Reid teams for how long? Going back forever. to Philly and Brian Westbrook and forever, forever. Sean McCoy early. It's, it's mind-boggling. As offensive lineman, I, I could tell the frustration. Like they're they're on the sidelines saying, "Just run the damn ball." Like it's that easy. And it's like you want to. I don't know if they're trying to get Pad Mahomes' stats for MVP status for touchdowns or what. But I mean, you got Pacheco. It, it, why is that not your your whole entire red zone package? And, you know, even your goal line short yardage package is Pacheco. That's it. That's all you got to do. And it's like, no, they want to run. They want to run gimmick plays. They want to run, um, you know, they want to try and pass the ball. And it's like, man, you know, look what's in front of you. Look at this O-line that you built and run the damn ball right behind him. It's that It's that easy. It's that easy. And Pacheco is built for a short one, short arch. He is mini Steven. I play with Steven <clears throat> Jackson. He is mini Steven Jackson. Hmm. He, he, he runs with, he runs like him, not as big, but, but he's got that mentality. He's got the heart. And just watch the Chiefs not not use him, barely use him. Just kick returns last week was unreal to me. And it's like you wonder why they're getting sacked, why the, the pockets collapsing, because no one gives a shit about the run anymore if you're playing the Chiefs. And that's why they can do man coverage because, you know, Mahomes ain't going to run it. They got Matt Milano. You know, he can cover him outside the pocket. So, yeah, run man. Guess what? Mahomes ain't making plays outside the pocket. You know, that, that's the formula for beating the Chiefs now. Nick, I want to ask you about this because it's a really interesting dynamic and I tried to articulate it. And obviously I'm not there in the building anymore, but I do know that, you know, Coach Reed, Brett Veach, their staffs, everybody, Clark Hunt, everybody in that organization is hypersensitive to the culture that they've built in that locker room. And when it comes to a player like Brian Burns and having to trade for a player who is in the fourth year of his rookie deal, did get the fifth year option picked up. He's owed $16 million guaranteed next year. That you make a move like that. Now I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because they made a big trade for Orlando Brown Jr. and didn't pay him. And now Orlando Brown Jr. was given a lot of leverage because you didn't extend him. If they make a big trade where they have to give up a couple of top draft picks for a player like Brian Burns, 
you do that and you give him an extension, you keep him here long term under the same basically amount of time that like a George Karloftis would be on his rookie deal or at least be getting paid if you're going to pair them up and say these are our two edge rushers moving forward. You can't make that move for like a one or a two year deal knowing the amount of money you're going to have to pay plus the draft pick assets you're going to have to give up. So I say that in that the Chiefs are hypersensitive to making a move where you have to give up draft picks and money, especially in the middle of a season for a player. And I'm not saying this is likely. I'm saying that Chiefs fans are talking about this, and these are one of those dynamics they need to kind of understand, is that you don't know that player's work habits. You don't know the way he approaches his craft. And it's a really tough thing for a player like a Colin Saunders or a Rashad Fenton, guys who have been in the system, done everything that they're supposed to do the right way, and not that they're going to get deals like we're talking about with Brian Burns, but there's only so much money to go around. And if all of a sudden the Chiefs make this huge move and give $80 million guaranteed, $100 million, $50 million guaranteed, whatever it is, this huge contract to a player that they don't know that fits their system. They don't know how he helps his teammates in the offseason. They don't know that he's doing all of the things that they want their players to do, and they want everyone in that locker room to see you step in and do the right things, and we are going to reward you with this contract. That kind of messaging resonates within the locker room. We're not just getting these mercenaries and paying everyone outside of your group to come in and help you all the time. Granted, you do it in free agency a little bit here and there, but that's a really tough thing to to do unless you personally have somebody on your staff that had worked with that player before. And I don't know those connections, but Nick, my question to you is in, cause you've been on a different teams in different locker rooms. Was that, has that ever been a thing with teams that you were on where you know that they were necessarily like comfortable throwing a bunch of money, especially mid season at players when you have guys in the locker room and you want them to know like, Hey, if I do the right thing, these people will reward me and not just keep going outside the family uh, to bring people in and, and reward those guys with the big contracts. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think green Bay was, is, is notorious for barely bringing in free agents. You know, they develop mm-hmm. talent in house and it's all, you know, kind of like a farm team, also a pro team that's, you know, they draft well and they build, build around them and they let, let them go. And some teams will, will try to, I mean, look at Andy Reid. I think they learned from the 2012 season in Philly that you can't just put a bunch of high paid guys together and make it work. You know, you got to have chemistry. So he's definitely yeah. conscious about, about chemistry. And, and I think right now what you're looking at, too, is you don't really have that, I mean, you know, that nasty edge rusher uh, that, that, you, that you fear, right? Like, and, and that's just, you know, de- depending on the design of the Spagnola system is, you know, some guys are, are meant to get sacks and some guys are meant to contain, right? So you don't know what, what it is, what's going on. But obviously, if they went for Burns, they'd be going for a guy who they want to see production. They want to see a guy, a, 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 young, a young talent who, who gets production. Who, who strikes fear into your heart where if you're playing him that week, you're like, Oh shit, I better strap it up. Cause this dude, this dude's legit. Like he's going to get me if, if, if I'm not on my A game, like the Niners with Bosa. Right. And so yeah. you need someone to strike that fear. They have it with Chris Jones. And if you have it on the inside and the outside, geez, dude, that's huge. That's huge. Tuck- so they Tucker. Yeah. Sorry. Tucker is Brian Burns. That guy though. But like he's he had nine sacks is the most that he's had in the season in his career. He's been consistent. But yeah. Nick, to your point, if you're not picking in the top five or paying those guys after their prime uh, in free agency when they're 28 years old, and then you're hoping kind of like the Von Miller deal um, where he's reported he's getting 140 million. He's not getting that. He is a unicorn in that kind of way where normally it's normally it's the Trey Flowers where he's really good, gets paid, and then you don't even know like 
he's in Miami. I didn't even know he was in Miami until he showed up on the scout, the injury report. And I saw that, but is there anybody out there? If it's not Brian Burns, that could strike the fear, Nick, to your point in the way that uh, we're talking about here to add to the chiefs pass rush to do more. So you're getting pressure without having to send extra guys every time, which is what they're doing right now. I think Burns is probably the most available guy that there is, or the most realistic opportunity to add somebody else to that room. They tried to do that with Carlos Dunlap. To their credit, they they tried to add that other guy opposite of Frank Clark with Carlos Dunlap. He's got a couple sacks, I think, on the year, um, but I don't think it's it's necessarily worked out to to their envisioning to their plan. But Brian Burns is probably the only edge rusher on the market right now that I think that if you look at the Chiefs and you could say yeah I think they can go they can go get a guy like that but uh, kind of to Nick's point I don't know if he is is to that standard to that aura of saying like oh gosh we got to worry about Brian Burns now um, you know he, he's he's produced he's he's had production but I don't know if it's it's one of those of those things that maybe the respect isn't there yeah. I mean, respect's probably not the right word but I mean I know he's coming back from an injury but like a Chase Young Oh, with Washington would, to sell everything because the owner's going to lose the team. Before we completely move on from this, there's a couple of comments I want to talk about here. Patrick Malone, he, he said, I don't think Carolina trades DJ Moore, but I am absolutely salivating over the thought of him in Kansas City. I agree with that. I love DJ Moore. He's pro- probably part of the reason I wanted to follow the Panthers a little bit because I think that he is – uh, a very exciting player and you know i i think with, with, from the panthers perspective they're trying to to sell off some of those matt rule guys uh so they can kind of restart there uh dj moore was not a matt rule guy he was there before matt rule um so i doubt that he leaves um another question here this is from dominique massey uh if not obj who's out there that will be a needle mover for this team on either side of the ball and bj yesterday on uh kcs and update I think I think Brett kind of uh, you know tongue in cheek threw it out there about the Chiefs kind of throwing a package at the Bears for uh, Mooney, but I was like, you know what, I w- I would really like that. I think that would be awesome. Ryan Poles is not an idiot. I know. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, I would love DJ Moore. He's on my fantasy team. I was all in with Carolina this year, so uh, I would love to see DJ Moore, you know, get in a better situation. Yeah. And I think he's a much better player than he's gotten credit for. Um, just because of the numbers and the quarterbacks that he's had and Baker just not being good at all uh, this year, which also hurt the old fantasy team. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think you know there's going to be players that are probably more available, and those conversations are happening with every team all the time. I mean, every GM's calling every other GM saying who's available, who's not available. You know, would you give up Chase Young? Like, are you desperate enough to give him up or, you know, some key edge rushers like that because you can't find those guys uh, in any other time. Uh, players like that so right hey sorry to interrupt but i need to tell you about one of our sponsors here and that is liquid death look you might be in a meeting you might be at work you might be sitting at your desk and you might see one of your coworkers start to crack open a 9 a.m crack open a tall boy you're thinking what in the world is going on here i love company culture but i don't know if that's really a part of it but then you look over you start to look a little bit more closely it's wide it's got a gold little rim that's not, that's not beer. It's actually a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. And if you guys have been listening to KC Sports Network, you know why is it called Liquid Death? Because it brutally murders your thirst. That is right. It will 
quench that sucker. And not only is it brutally murdering your thirst, it is brutally murdering plastic pollution. They're infinitely recyclable, tall boy aluminum cans. Uh, they're incredible. They recycle them, and they, they can use those over and over unlike plastic bottles where there's plastic pollution uh, everywhere. I hate plastic pollution. You hate plastic pollution. It is it is our common enemy here in Chief's Kingdom uh, is plastic pollution and the bills. So when you're looking at this, they also donate 10% of their profits of every can sold to, to help end plastic pollution. So not only are you drinking good water, you're also giving a little bit to a good cause as well. And listen, I love liquid death. Can't keep it in the house no matter what kind it is. If it's the still water, if it's the sparkling water, or the three flavors that they have, the berry, the mango, the lime, all three are excellent. Trust me, I know my sparkling water. I know my seltzers. They're incredible. I do love those so very much. And if you're looking to get your hands on some, you can find it at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven. You can also find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Now let's get back to the show. Go ahead, Nick. I apologize. Um, you know, it's funny, too. The thing I was thinking about, the, uh, the Odell thing, it reminds me of the Terrell Suggs pickup on the Super Bowl year Ooh. where you got, you know, a, a veteran guy who, who sort of knows his role in the locker room like that. He'll, he'll provide veteran leadership. He might provide some teaching and some coaching, uh, not that they need it, but you always want want to hear from an elder statesman. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, you know, not his performance during the season, but in the actual Super Bowl, I mean, Odell was on track to be the MVP of that game. You know, if, yeah. if he was, I, I was the Odell of old. And if you get Odell coming in, in mid-November, late November, so you got a vet with fresh legs who's, you know, working his butt off, guaranteed, um, can come in, know his role within the system and sort of, you know, keep quiet. And then once playoff playoff comes, he's ready to shine and he don't have to go through the grind of a season. I'll take that any day. <laughs> you know, you tell me yeah. I could skip, I could skip camp. I could skip September, October, the boring months, and then come in for November, December, which is primetime football. Uh, with fresh legs and make a make a run and help this team to you know try and win another Super Bowl, that's ideal for me. If I'm Odell, that's what I'm going for, and that's why I'm meeting at the cheesecake on the plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a lot of the tweets. The flight trackers are going to be out. All uh -huh. kinds of stuff oh, man. Uh, are going to be getting it going. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my next the next blind no, and I'm gonna take mine just because it kind of flows into a little bit of what we're talking about here with free agency and things like that. And that is, you know, you look at the Chiefs team right now and three of the most talked about areas of the team that need to be improved. I'm um, talking about wide receiver group, just getting off man coverage uh, with all the numbers and all things that we were just talking about. Uh, the offensive line, um, just protecting a little bit better, better, particularly the two tackles and then pass rush being three of the areas that need to improve at some level if, and not players, so we're not talking about players' pickups to do this. I'm just saying if you had a crystal ball and by the end of the year you could say one of those three areas you definitely improved and got significantly better, but the other two stayed where they are right now, what would be which of the three would you pick to say that's the one that needs to get better? So, Tucker, we'll start with you. If you could pick any three of those areas to be like, you know what, it's no longer an issue from here on out. You know, six games, we talk about it. Moving forward, not a problem anymore. Which one of those three would you say that's the one I'd choose to not be an issue anymore? Man, it, I I think I think it has to be pass rush. 
I think it have to be be that option right there. But the one that I that I'm the most confident in. This might seem crazy at this point in the season, but the one I'm most confident in getting right is the tackle offensive line situation. I think that that will work itself out. I, th- I think that that will that will be okay eventually, and I think that that will that will get worked out, and we won't. <laughs> we'll be like, hey, remember when the Chiefs' offensive tackles were like not very good? Like that was that was kind of a weird time. I think that's going to kind of happen. I'm not very confident in, in the fact that the that we're going to be doing that same thing later on in the season with the uh, pass rush or. I think we kind of do the same thing with wide receivers, right? I think the wide receivers, we look back and be like, hey, remember when like no one could get open against man coverage and now all these guys are reading man coverage and it's really fun again? I think that that's kind of something that we that we could do um, when come week 13, 14, 15. Um, but I think the pass rush is one of those areas. I just look at it and I I just don't know how it how it gets better. So if I could, if I had a magic wand and could heal that, I would love to do that. You know, I think I think we're I think we're discounting with the pass rush how how good offensive line the Bills have, and you you couple a, a you know a top ten O line with a top two rushing quarterback, you know that's nightmares. Mm-hmm. You can't really chase sacks uh, versus the Bills because you know Allen will will burn you, will absolutely murder you if you're chasing sacks. You know that's why that clip of Frank Clark where he looks like he gave up. No, he did a spin move. He was like, oh shoot, I still got to do contain. You know, and and that's what you're looking to avoid. Um, and then look at the Bucks. Right? Bucks got a got a top. Even with their injuries, they still got a top five offensive line. You know, even Indies. So the pass rush, it's all relative. You know, it's it's just it's all relative to the offensive line that you're playing, and you're not going to get much rush. So I, I think I think to me the issue will be. So your question was, what's going to be different? And, and it, if, if you could improve one of those three areas, knowing the other two were going to stay the same as far as how we're looking right now, which of the three? would you want most to be the one that gets better? Before I, I, I would improve, I would improve the, the tackles and it's not, it's not the tackles because you look at Von Miller versus Orlando. He wasn't getting much, much work. You know, he had to go to the right side and that last, the last sack that Von Miller had <clears> on Wiley where he's sacking Mahomes behind Orlando Brown. You tell me yeah. any tackle in the league, who could stop a around the circle like that? Like you're, I was like, how is he getting sacked behind Orlando Brown? And he ran the yeah. circle all the way around Wiley. You can't, you can't, that's not on him. And if you don't have a running game to, to blunt the, their, their, their pass rush. I mean, it's listen, this game is that simple and they don't see it. And it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. Like I watch games and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I see, I watch games and I'm like, why, why don't you do that? Like, okay, first drive, look at it. They had these, these really cool kind of counter runs without pulling. They had draw runs. They had everything. They were getting eight, nine yard chunks. And they were like, yeah. nope, I don't like it. Let's pass. And guess what? They lost. And it's been brewing for a couple of weeks now. So I'd say tackles and it's run game and Mahomes pocket presence. <laughs> So you take a question that had nothing to do with the run game, and you still bring it back. Well, that's to run how you the damn the football. That's how you run. The, that's how you. That's how I you respect. help the tackles. That's how you help I like the it. tackles. It's that simple. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, and and this all stems from me being a player, the best players play, right? And the best coaches, no, don't coach. It's who you know. It's Andy Reid's buddies, who he knows, who he's comfortable with. And, and I've been it. I've been in Arizona where guys got fired from Arizona and they couldn't get a job at the local community college. That's tough. I think we hit a chord. 
think we really had a cord with Nick. Really uh, so run the damn ball is we're gonna make a shirt for Nick yeah. that says run the damn ball. I think they already don't they have that? Yeah, I've seen, yeah, so it's, yeah. I'm sure it's I've everywhere. been beaten to the punch by by every other offensive lineman, but that's also <laughs> important. The Colts, the Colts are very big pioneers of the run yes. the damn ball movement Quentin because Nelson, yeah, Quentin Nelson, yeah, because yeah. uh, they have the best running back in the league and also when healthy, the best offensive line in the league. So it would make sense for them uh, to run the ball all the time. It, it, man, I just maybe maybe yeah. running the ball is not very exciting, right? Uh, but it can be exciting if you get these guys out in the open. You get those big holes on a on a nice counter run. I like to see. Uh, a lineman take out a, a you know a, a guy who's not expecting to get pulled and get 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 kind of kicked out. I love to see that those plays make it exciting, and you can make every play that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official <laughs> sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any five dollar bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets that they have, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. What I really like to do on these same-game parlays, touchdown scores. We're talking Travis Kelsey. I might throw a Jody Fordson touchdown in here because I think he's due. I think he's due for a red zone Jody uh, touchdown. Uh, Maybe parlay both the tight ends together, throw a Debo Samuel or a Brandon Ayuk in there. You get some big winnings on those, especially if you step them up those same game parlays oof you can get some good winnings with that and to make things even sweeter you could throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long but here's what you have to do you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see the show notes down in the description for details all right. To go back, I would agree with you, Tucker, uh, not to take away any of, of Nick's thunder with how much uh, how strong he felt about getting the running game going. But, um, you know, I the pass rush as you get into playoff football, they just need to do a better job of affecting or bringing down the opposing quarterback. I feel like they've done a good job um, more so than the numbers would would show, especially like George Karloftis, um, where. <clears throat> All the receipts are being sent back to me now about him breaking Derek Thomas's rookie sack record. There's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of time. Uh, he's going to go up against some quarterbacks that aren't quite as elusive as Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. Uh, a little bit more statues coming up. And hopefully he can uh, have a couple big games. But you need to get get the quarterback on the ground. I think Derek Johnson said last week the best way to defend the pass is to have the quarterback on his back. <laughs> so in, the, in today's NFL, uh, you got to bring down the quarterback, especially as we get later into the season, um, taking a little bit of the pressure off Patrick Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I figure out a way to get some pressure without Steve Spagnuolo having to send extra guys every single time to get after it. But uh, all right, Nick, it's your turn for blind. No, what do you got for us? Uh, okay. If, if you're a coach, what are you doing differently this week versus the Niners? Sorry, it just it just played. I don't know. This is why I've been thinking it's been heavy on I'm my heart. <laughs> don't steal mine, Tucker. I know. I know. Sorry. Jerk. Sorry. You just said that, and this is the first thing I thought of. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, defensively, it's it's hard for the, it's hard to coach us, but like tackling has to improve. Like the tackling has to get better. That's some sometimes some of the most maddening and most elementary thing of football is 
tackling the guy right. We talk about scoring more points on offense than the other team. You just got to tackle the guy on defense is all you got to do, apparently. Uh, but I, I think that one of the things that uh, I would I would kind of maybe focus on the most it would be on the defensive side of the ball and making sure that you don't get beat by the Debo Samuel. Um, you got to make them beat you in other areas, right? I know George Kittle is one of the best tight ends out there. He's a really good guy at breaking tackles. Brandon Ayuk can break tackles with the best of them. Kyle Juszczyk, their fullback, can break tackles and get those yards after the catch. So making sure that those guys don't beat you after the catch, making contact at – or bringing them down at the point of contact, uh, stuff like that is what I'm really, really emphasizing and focusing on this week of, of how uh, we can kind of improve – going forward with the Chiefs defense. And and if I'm a coach, that's what I'm I'm focusing on. That's what I'm improving. I want, want to see improved. I would say the same thing. We looked at – I saw the, the tweet yesterday. I think it was Ben Fennell uh, put out that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has the second most percentage of his passes that are thrown behind the line of scrimmage of any quarterback in the NFL at 24%. Uh, almost every, every fourth pass he throws is at the line of scrimmage. So Legereus Sneed, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie plays in this game. Those guys coming up and tackling actually lends itself well to the types of cornerbacks that Steve Spagnuolo likes to bring in. And um, you know, we say whatever you want about coverage. Those guys will come up and they will hit you and they will tackle. Um, Josh Williams as well. Um, we saw that in the preseason uh, and a training camp that he can come up and make a play. So I think it's going to be a big game for Legereus Need. I think those guys coming downhill. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is also throwing, I think, the fewest passes, you know, beyond 15 yards of any quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't throw outside the numbers. He's throwing short, middle, and along the side or along the line of scrimmage. And so this is very much a uh, Nick, to your point, the little guys coming up and hitting people uh, and tackling and keeping Debo Samuel from, you know, turning every time he touches the ball into basically a giant punt return so those guys can come up and tackle um they're going to be just fine <laughs> compared to some of the teams that they've played uh recently but the other thing that brett coleman talked a lot about is that you know on the other side of the ball for the niners is that their defensive secondary they're very well coached and they are going to be in position they're going to be where they're supposed to they're not going to give up a a ton of huge plays and that when you've got Nick Bosa who looks like he's going to be playing in this game after sitting out last week with the groin injury and you've got Fred Warner um, who outside of Matt Milano is the other best middle linebacker in the NFL and is absolute stud um, you know you've got your you've got your your hands full uh, with what you're dealing with up front but uh, the Chiefs come out and they tackle well on defense I think they'll be just fine. I love the emphasis on tackling this week because I think you can do that. I think sometimes you can sort of lose your way within the scheme and sometimes you can be trying to make too big a hit and not just trying to wrap up and just make make comfortable tackles. And I think that that's maybe the emphasis will be on that this week. Um, obviously, you guys know me, man, just basically just run the ball. I think, you know, your, your D-line is somewhat depleted for, for San Francisco. It's, it's good to, the news about Bosa, so that'll be good. But, you know, groin injury is always something where, you know, you can um, – you know, you can retweak again, and especially if you're coming off it, it's like, you know, are you 100%? So, like I said, I think this would be a good time to do that. And I think it would be a good time, too, uh, to have one. Well, what's your spy package? You know, what, what's your what's your package for a, a quarterback who's mobile, like a Josh Allen or a Lamar, someone you're going to see in the playoffs? This is a good time to sort of, if you're Spags, to sort of work on that, right? You're going to be putting Legereus down in there in, into the box or spying, or, you know, you're going to have – uh, someone else like a Fenton too. Like, how, do you, how are you going to handle that? So I think it's something where they can have these packages where it's like, how do you contain someone who's mobile but not crazy mobile? 
right? And so I think with Garoppolo, I think yeah. you, you have that aspect to sort of try it to in, in a game scenario, just to sprinkle it in just a little bit. Because you're going to have to need that for playoffs, come playoffs. You're going to need a package where how do we contain a mobile quarterback? It's, it's a really interesting, too, uh, real quick. This team is almost the same as when they faced him in the Super Bowl, which is just kind of odd. Garoppolo's now the quarterback again. Uh, so it's just like it, it's just a very odd thing to me. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, it's just one of those things like, oh, this team is pretty similar. That was a wild yeah. game. It really was. Yeah, no DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead seems to be banged up and uh, injured as well. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. All right, guys, to wrap this one up, let's figure out uh, who are your dark horse MVPs for this game. Give us a name. You can't say, like, freaking Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Uh, who's going to stand out in this game? Nick, and you can't just say Clyde for wishful thinking either. So give us a... <laughs> It was a dark horse. MV- Damn I'm go it. I'm, I'll go first to give you guys a second to think about it. I'm going to go with Willie Gay uh, for the reasons that we Thank just it. talked about. It. I think he's fired up. I think he's ready to play. And for the reasons we talked about it, where J- Jimmy Garoppolo wants to throw the football, which is along the line of scrimmage, not outside the numbers and across the middle. Uh, that is Willie Gay territory. And knows he'd be fired up and ready to play in this one. If it's lot, not Legereus need would be my honorable mention. I think he's going to have a lot of tackles in this game. Uh, but I'm going to go with Willie Gay because I think he is fired up, ready to go, and wants to remind everyone about the kind of breakout year we expected to see from him before he got uh, suspended for those four games. I think I'm going to go with someone who also is a linebacker, Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton might not have had his best game against the Buffalo Bills, and this is a game where I think uh, you could see him and his tackling ability really come and shine through in this game. I think that if he has a really good game, the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think it's kind of as simple as that. I know um, I know this would be a truly dark horse candidate since playing against arguably one of the best tackles in the league right now and Trent Williams, who's questionable. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Frank. I think Frank gets two sacks here, and I think he gets some with a pick from uh, Chris Jones where they run a T.E., where the T the, the t- D tackle comes in, picks the tackle, and then Frank comes in on the inside uh, uh, towards the A gap uh, between the center and the guard. And I think it's what's going to happen is that I've seen Frank's get off. Frank's get off has been been super amazing, like back to like kind of like peak. And I think that's going to be huge where you set set him up with that, and then he comes inside. So I think Frank will be the uh, the dark horse. I think he's going to have two sacks this week. Like would love to see that. Would love to see Frank get him down, but just for the receipts uh, stuff that's <laughs> going on on social media, it'd be great to see Karloftis get a couple of those, yep. <laughs> get his pace back up there, at least flirt yeah. with seven to eight sacks this year, uh, which you have a couple sack game. It's really not completely out of the, the question for him to get right back on it. Plenty um, of football left. Plenty of football left during the season. Mm-hmm. It's only October. 11 games left. Yeah, yeah. come on. That's 11 games time. left. He averages it's one a game. He's second got game. It. Either way, I bet we can all uh, hope going into because the Chiefs are going into the bye week after this. So hopefully go in, get a nice win out on the road and then uh, get that Halloween bye week, uh, get ready. And then again, a very winnable stretch of games coming up after this as things have kind of played out since he doesn't look to be the juggernaut that uh, people thought they could be coming into the season. They really struggled out the gate. Um, 
offensively with Zach Taylor and all kinds of issues they've got gone going on over there. But appreciate everybody for hanging out and uh, whether you're watching live on YouTube or listening to the podcast audio after the fact, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us again, as those chiefs rumors are heating up all, all week, uh, whether it's Odell Beckham jr. And where he's hanging out on the plaza, where he's looking in Leewood to buy a house uh, or Brian Burns in the trade market. I'm sure it's not going to slow down. Uh, anytime soon but uh, any more rumors anything else out there we'll have you covered at kc sports network uh tucker why don't you take us home yeah thank you guys for watching make sure to like and subscribe uh this comment from Derek hernandez i think sums it up uh i heard he says i heard the more likes this video gets the chances of us getting burns increases so uh you heard it here first like the video make sure that we get brian burns in kansas city uh thank you kansas city uh have a good day I know this is early in the morning for, or it's not really that early, uh, but you're, you're working. Thank you for taking time watching this, listening. Have a great day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.